What is good? Good to see you. Good to be. It is your boy, Dilly Dave, a.k.a. the Milky Bar Kid, out here for another episode of Grounded with Dilly Dave. Today, we're here with a huge wave of Perth powerhouses. 20-plus years in the game. We've got Omac and Bitter Belief. What up, what up? Hey, hey, hey. Thank hey, you so up. much for uh, coming today. I am sweet and swell and happy to learn a bit about you guys. How is the uh, hot Melbourne feels for you? Um, yeah, it was, pretty, it was actually pretty hot today, but we're from Perth, man. So we you eat heat for breakfast. Yeah, it felt like, it felt like try hard heat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it felt like Melbourne was giving it a good old crack, but yeah, it's, it's nothing for us Perth boys. All good. It's different to what I'm used to in Melbourne though. Like, mm. not mad at it. Yeah, no. it didn't change multiple times throughout the day, so I was surprised to see that. That is true. It hit, it hit saying, hot from the start. I was saying a bit earlier, when we're walking, it feels like the sun's closer to you. But that could have just been the herbal. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> could have been the herbal. Could be the age, you know? Like maybe people who are older feel a little closer to the sun, whatever it this could is be. true. Who knows? Thank maybe you. we are a bit closer Many to mysteries. The yeah. All right, well, before we get really into it, a good way to get grounded is to acknowledge the sacred ground that we're on. So I'd just like to pay my respects to the traditional custodians of this land, combination of the Wurrung and the Burrung people of the Kulin Nation. So, you know, just like to uh, pay respects to elders, um, you know, late emerging, and also kind of acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded, no treaties signed, and, you know, we need to keep in mind history and have gratitude for what we have now when we're kind of sharing our own stories. 100%. Agreed. You should learn that in... Um the native tongue for this area. I know. I, so when I was in community services, I I just found that everywhere we were going and every like a lot of meetings or there was just always yeah. an acknowledgement of country, and it just started feeling really tokenistic and like a box ticking thing, and it lost all of its actual impact and validity. So I thought, what's the way that I, if I want to do, because I still want to be able to do that, and I think mm-hmm. it's great that you do it as well. Definitely keep doing it. But I thought, what could I do differently to show? like a level of respect that says, hey, I'm not, I've taken it upon myself to go the extra mile. And Learned I actually, actually learned the acknowledgement in um, Wajat Noongar tongue. So, um, and then the, the Noongar and Aboriginal people that we know said that that's probably the most respectful f- manner in which you could do it in. So, yeah. right. And I, I feel very empowered when I do it. So I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just suggesting it as a, I think you would really like having that, that knowledge and, and being able to say it in that tongue. It feels really nice. That's a, an incredible share, and yeah, I think it's a really good reflection. And you know, there is an element of the the tokenism that comes with it. Um, I guess for me, I feel like you know a lot of people who would be interested in this type of content kind of would have liked to appreciate something. 100%, yes. Um, for me, you know, I'm kind of a little bit torn in terms of like um, how well that fits with with me, my podcast, and what I'm doing because um, it's ne- not necessarily you know i mean you could argue it's adjacent to that but it isn't quite a focus but i think the idea of being able to learn something from this culture that you're meant to be kind of honoring or, or calling out in the moment you should be able to uh you know bestow a little bit of that upon other people instead of just uh reading the script right yeah. and i love that the hip-hop scene as a whole is very supportive and behind um i guess the 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 the, my, the mileage and the the moving forward that we have done, I guess, mm-hmm. although it may be limited and not as much as we all would like it to be, I think the hip hop scene in general has been a massive, um, you know, reason and catalyst as to why that's happening. Yeah, big driver. I mean, you, there's yeah. uh, there's a there's a few really huge artists who are, I guess, in the hip hop 
worlds who, who do have those roots and who bring a lot of that um, story into the conversation. And when it's accessible to people on that level, I think it's a lot easier for people to kind of rally behind. 100%. Yeah. I, I think we have the probably the two, if not the best, two of the best Indigenous rappers in the country on the West Coast, for sure. I would say Benny Bajar and Fluent are definitely two. Right. Well, and now even Inkabee as well. Yeah. They're definitely two of my um, favourite Indigenous artists. I just don't feel like artists in Western Australia or Perth get as much... I don't know what it is. It might literally be the geographical difference, but we definitely don't get as much... I don't want to say shine because... Just props or whatever, eh? Yeah, or just maybe... What, what do you think it is? People are just inclined to always support their own more than elsewhere, you know? And yeah. it, And us being so far, it is like a... When you travel, you notice in the different cities the different little slang. Like obviously there's Aussie slang, but then now you know now traveling, you know Sydney, you know a bit more Eshes and mm. um, like you know just things like in Queensland, footy is rugby. This right like, in WA, it's like Freo Eagles, like war to the death, you know. And um, yeah, I think um, yeah, like I I think it's always kind of uh, helped with me have this like fire in my belly being from Perth, like a bit more something to prove because we are the most isolated city in the world. Chip on your shoulder, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and um, I think that's better than the other way around, me getting too comfy and, and thinking it's going to come easy, you know? It's a bit more like, oh, okay, I know it's a challenge. Let's fucking get it. It is interesting how, like, there's these different cultural conversations going around, you know, in the same country. And I guess Australia is such an interesting example because it's such a massive country and it kind of represents a whole lot of different things that are happening and uh it might be easier for states in the united states to be able to recognize and have a bit more of a back and forth because they probably feel a bit more maybe nested Mm -hmm. to each other but yeah i mean there's a massive desert between us you know it's kind of wild you feel it on the on the traveling like when you're coming over here like artists on the east coast are pretty lucky in the sense that Number yeah. one, the cost and then the time involved as well, you know. So that, yeah. for us to, to fly in show day, like if we were to fly in today, you're fucked by the time you get off, off the plane. And I know it doesn't, you think it doesn't take much to sit there, but it does take it out of you for sure. Yeah, and then totally. the time difference as well. So, um, yeah, you definitely feel it. Well, yeah, when we're, when we're leaving to do a big tour, it's like we're on the road for a month. Whereas we're on the East Coast, you'd be going home every every yeah. time after the show because it's not it's for like a hundred bucks to right on the east coast whereas it's like a just grand every time you want to for it would be for us to go home you know yeah so it's like it is a lot like uh leaving for a month is like it doesn't you know obviously we're lucky to be doing what we're doing but it's still like it's just i guess it's, we're lucky to be doing this other than uh you know your standard mi- mining kind of job mm. but still you're still you know away for a long time it takes its toll on your mental health and and then also how ev- how you live, and you know this tour, we'd, we're all, all us crew are trying to be a lot healthier, and yeah. you know, um, which is good because I said to him like it's eat, uh, we're at lunch today, and I saw all the alcohol in the fridge, you know, and it's looking at me, and I'm I'm on the road and day two, and I'm st- still no hangover, you know, right, is, right. But uh, and you think you deserve? I sat down and I was yeah. like, bro, like it's good having someone with me not drinking because normally it, it's like okay, someone else is doing it, then it's just. Now what we're doing is normal, and mm. that just becomes every day. So let's do it for the sake yeah, of it. Yeah, it's good. It definitely, like uh, as much as people can be a bad influence, you have the good influence as well. So yeah, well, um, uh, talk yeah. to us a little bit about the the tour that's happening at the moment. Um, how'd you guys set it up? Who's involved? What's what's happening? It actually came at a good time for me. OMAC reached out to me and had the idea, but yeah. it came at a good time for me because last year, year and a half, maybe even two years, 
I kind of took a little bit of a back step due to the birth of my son. So I kind of just... Thank you very much. I definitely didn't want to miss out on them first couple of golden years and, and I work a nine to five as well. So I didn't want to be working the nine to five all day and then right. get home and be focusing on music or be doing stuff like this and coming away. And um, I don't even like missing... Like even if I have plans, I always try to make sure I'm home for seven to put him put him down. There's something about that that I get a lot of enjoyment out of. So yeah, yeah. Um, that was a big reason as to why I kind of took a step back for a couple of years. But I said to my partner and myself that this year, 24 is my lucky number. It always has been. I'm born on the 24th, and um, Kobe Bryant was like my one, one of my favorite players ever. I feel yeah. like the number 24 just follows me. I'm massive on even numbers. I have OCD for it, and Maybe they're the not first the luckiest two player ever. But cool. No, definitely. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Um, but yeah, first two even numbers in the numericals. It's just my favourite number. And the year of twenty four, I said to my partner, "I'm going to be going hard this year, and I'm very lucky to have a, a strong and supportive woman by my side." So she's like, "You do you." Well, you so. were recently recently married. Is recently that, married, yeah. September. Congratulations! That's thank you, my that's fucking Awesome. Yes. Uh, I definitely saw the new release, really strong, and saw the music video, and that was some uh, some potent potent romantic stuff. So big up. Yeah, to actually, it wasn't meant to be like that. It was because the dude that I'm collaborating with on that track, James Abberley. Yeah. He lives in Margaret River, which is about three and a half hours from Perth. So right. it was kind of hard to coordinate things like video clips and things of that nature. So um, he, there was a few occasions where he was meant to come up to Perth and we could film it, but they kind of fell through. So I said, man, we're running out of time. Mm. And then I just had this idea. I was like, why don't we just put it over my, because we got the wedding video back. I was like, just take the music out of it and all the speeches out of it and just put strong over the top of it. And it just worked. It and actually, like, yeah, let's, let's do this. Yeah. Was there any like re-edit involved? Bugger all. Just at the start, I had my sister-in-law's um, like mailbox in it and their home right. address on it. It yeah. said, you know, whatever the number and street is. So we took that out. And at the end, there was like this a uh, couple of things that we didn't like so we just chopped them out but the rest of it just fell perfectly into place so yo it flows so nice like i've done a little bit of video editing in my video editing time and i've seen do I, I watch like fucking five five melbourne hip-hop music videos every fucking day you know yeah. and uh yeah the, the cutting the flow of it the actual matching of the of the lyrics and the imagery like uh yeah that's the part that was fluky that's cr- yeah. crazy yeah yeah you'd almost think it was done to planned, it you know? yeah, totally yeah. i would have never assumed that that would have been the story behind that yeah no nah. so um yeah that kind of i just looked at that like bugger it's meant to be and yeah i did kind of feel a certain way about putting my wedding video out as the video clip but Dude. i've always been the vulnerable kind of <laughs> yeah hard on my sleeve rapper anyway i don't really keep anything to myself so right like, but tying it. like you know love and marriage and this big moment to like you and your music career, I guess that really speaks volume to your commitment and investment in both. You know, you yeah. kind of see it all there and you're happy, as you said, to kind of like, you know, show it to everyone, kind of hard on the sleeves kind of thing. And look, there's still a couple of, uh, we'll go to Omax answer next, but there's still a couple of old school bit of fans kind of lurking around. So there was a couple of comments on that. that right. Like, but there's, there's so many, like, I feel like happy people can be happy for people and all the yes. other comments were so like just so joyful for us and so happy for us and very congratulatory and then there was a couple that one of them was just like the meme of that asian dude saying gay yeah (laughs) i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure marrying a hot chick is probably the absolute opposite of gay and i looked at his profile picture and i mean if we're going to talk about gay yeah, even his mate were doing some weird <laughs> shit. And I was like, this guy's calling me gay, what the fuck? Didn't you but, propose to her through... And I proposed to her through a song as well. Yeah, no Whoa. shit. Yeah. This is insane. So I didn't, even, I didn't even make that connection. Thanks, Omac. But yeah, that, that's, that's, that's my here. answer. Right. So yeah, like with the, with the tour... Um, oh yeah, sorry, that's where we were going. So yeah, yeah. Omac reached out. And yeah, was so like, I married this hot chick. Yeah. <laughs> 
In my head, okay, I was man. like, in my head, Fuck I was like, you won. I want to go hard in 2024. Yeah, screw this romantic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought I want to go hard in 24. Yeah. And then he had this idea, and I was like, let's kick, the, let's kick the year off with it. And all the dates kind of fell into play as well. So I liked that. I said to myself, I'm going to kick the year off strong, and then this opportunity kind of fell in a lap to do that. So yeah. yeah. So Omak, how did you set it up? What was the thoughts behind the tour? Uh, so I just finished doing a tour with my band, the Darty Strings. Uh, uh, just bringing all, been bringing all my songs to life with yeah, full, pe- full, five, six piece band. Is that recent, recent development? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's just been like the last year or so. Yeah. And now we've done a, a half a dozen shows. It's, uh, it's going to be hard for me to go back to without a band, you know. Um, mm. Now that I've done it, but um, yeah, yeah I was like, what's next? So. Um, yeah, me and Bitter. There was been a, f- you know, a couple of little drunken like little convos about maybe doing something one day, and yeah, uh, I got hit up to do this Brisbane show that we're doing tomorrow night, and then I said, well, do you want me to ask my mate Bitter if he wants to do it too? And the guy said, yeah, ask him. And then, then it became the Melbourne show, which we're d- doing tonight. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we're doing one back home in Fremantle, and probably going to add uh, one or two more as well, just in the works of locking in some more dates. And yeah, it's kind of cool, you know, like SBX, TPW, um. Still award tour, it makes sense. Um, and right. yeah, and then just being bros. It's actually crazy that you know, like uh, in 12 years or whatever, I've been doing this, it's our first time uh, doing a set together. So, yeah. I feel like we play very um, like similar roles within our crews as well. Like in SPX, I was like one of the newer, like maybe the first of the next generation, and I was like one okay. of the one of the younger ones. There's a couple of there's fluent now who's younger than me, but. I kind of, um, yeah, I'm, I guess in SBX, I'm considered one of the vets now, which is weird to me because I definitely wasn't when it first happened. But um, I don't know, I was, a, I was a hype man for the most successful dude in our crew. He was a hype man for complete, most successful right, dude right. in theirs. We're both the same age. Um, yeah. yeah, I just look at us as like complementary pieces as well and it just works together. And we originally, I think we were going to swap like, you know, this gig, you go first and then I'll do my set and then this one other way around but then we're like let's just mesh a set together let's just right. go so um yeah and i mean like i said we've both got plenty of hype man experience i've picked up hype in him pretty quick and he's picked up hype in me pretty yeah, quick even too. rehearsing today we had a little chuckle because we're both doing hype man shit <laughs> <laughs> for each other we're like nah, nah, maybe i'll do that for this one and yeah. it was yeah it was funny it was like yeah that's great um, when you don't have like a lack of ideas when it comes to figuring out how you guys are going to perform or play no, absolutely around stage yeah yeah absolutely not I've, i mean i'd like to think i've learned from the best even poorly aside if i wasn't touring with poorly it would be with the downside guys or um whoever it may be but i've i learned it this is the thing i say a lot about a lot of rappers i was saying to someone the other day that it's it can be really hard when you want to take it seriously and there's like a career um option or you want to you know what i mean go down that avenue because yeah. in hip-hop a lot of the demographic and people that it attracts aren't necessarily this is might be a controversial statement, but aren't poor the, the brightest, brightest bulbs oh, in the tanning yeah. bed, yeah, or yeah. they don't have much sure. business acumen or business? They're not very business minded. Do you know right. what I mean? So cash flow is not looking great. Yeah, or like don't know how to send an invoice, or just real yes. just normal things that you would, you know, I I think of, and I only think of it because I had them kind of dudes to to show me and teach me what an invoice is, why you have to send, how to do your tax, how to promote a show properly, and right. things of that nature. So right. Um, I'm I'm very grateful for that, and I would, when I was a youth worker, I used to pass that 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 uh, information on to the next generation too, like it was passed on to me. And Omax doing the same as well. So, um, 
Because small mm. things like that can really get in the way of you doing the thing, right? Hundred percent. Not yeah. not all the the most talented people don't always make make you know their dreams come true based off their talent. I feel yeah. like you need a a drive and a hustle as well, and, and a, a I think and like social awareness. I feel like is yeah. very important in in yeah. this industry because there's so many situations you meet so many different people that if you kind of haven't got a level of social awareness and how to conduct yourself in them kind of situations, you're more than likely going to burn your networking bridges, you know? Yeah, so. to, yeah, totally. Um, and you've got to be really careful about that because it's like a, it's a finite resource. 100%. Yeah. Even things like the kind of chicks you bring around, like a lot yeah. of hip hop dudes bring, you know, their girlfriends or the chick they're fucking at the time to shows and they're like on drugs or they're an absolute nightmare. Right. Like you do realize that's a direct reflection of your brand as a person. Like if you're, and that's why I had to pull my, that's why, as I might said before, I'm not drinking anymore because I kept drinking and getting myself into shit, you know, and like get, either getting aggressive or whatever. So it's I'm champagne like, bits. Champagne bits, they call him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think you just need a level of professionalism about you. Yeah. Mac, how'd you go about picking and uh, choosing all the support acts and stuff for this tour? Um, and who have we got? Run us through the lineup. So tonight we've got uh, Jai Simpson and Kames. Huge. That's uh, Bitter hooked that up. Yeah. Um, nice. Then we've got uh, Phoenix. She's been doing her thing for a few years now. Yeah. Doing um, some stuff with Sloth, etc. Yeah, she actually won a, a competition that Complete did. Oh, true. Yeah, I do did. actually remember that. Yeah and, yeah. and she got up and did Bloodstained Nikes with us. And yeah. then, um, and yeah, so reached out to her. She actually... Uh, uh, recommended her friend Courts One yep, yep Who's performing tonight I haven't met her But I checked out One of her songs And You can tell straight away If they're whack or not You know So I knew that she was it's true uh, You know um, Dope So got her on there And then there's uh, I'm terrible Someone else I'm forget- oh, Obviously R.O.D R.O.D Yeah Shout R.O.D out. Who's our boy From W.A Who's the, who was the link for the podcast Who kind of set this up in a way Yeah So shout out yeah. to R.O.D Shout out to R.O.D and, uh, He might come brother. in at the end my brother tonight is coming through tonight oh, as well. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Um, have you guys collaborated on tracks with each other before? You got a few. You, iMac and I. Or? Yeah, you too. Yeah, we got uh, more so old school. Like yeah. like iMac said before, when we were younger and everyone was mixtape stuff, kicking about doing right, mixtapes right. just at people's on houses, on the come up kind of thing, recording on the fly and writing on yeah, the fly. Resume. But now, um, I'd say the two most recent ones are What Up and right. man, even hear my name. That's still six years ago so the most recent one will probably be what up okay yeah Yeah. nice sweet yeah just thinking about uh you know what audience what the audience could um listen to if they got a sense of both of you guys together yeah what up's a good place to start for sure yeah yeah cool cool um so this question goes to both of you obviously but what makes hip-hop really important to you like what's the what's the big why or the or the big thing behind it just for uh, for me just getting shit off my chest yeah uh that's just personally um, or even just not even just getting stuff on my chest, just it's uh, always been my way of escaping from a uh, very young age watching Run DMC on video hits. Um, it's like that, you know, uh, yeah. with the break dancing and shit. It was just, I was just so mesmerized, if that's the word. That's why I think I always wear red, black, white, Adidas. Just, um, yeah. And then as I got older, just, you know, I was actually my mate Patrick from school, his older brother. Uh, showed us like Cypress Hill, Wu Tang, right? Stuff yep, that, yep. especially being from Australia, there was no YouTube. Like you really had to get told by older people, you know. Like a, lo- a lot of it, my auntie's kind of like my big sis. She's only about six years older than me, so she was more uh, trying to get me in, 
trying to she was trying to mold me into a surfer. You know, she did a good, she did a good job. <laughs> I still like uh, still like Chili Peppers and Nirvana and okay, stuff yeah, and Offspring. Yeah. You know, but um, I always was just a bit more into uh, like Ice Cube and Snoop and then Eminem and DMX and eventually like a, you know G Unit and yeah etc. But um, strong entrance. But yeah, just stuff that I didn't really want to talk about. Like uh, yeah. once I got a pen and pad, it was just fucking very therapeutic you know it's cliche to say it but it's just it just blew my mind away when i first did it and i was like fuck this is um healthy for me you know being able to articulate it to yourself whether it's you know it's one thing to say to yourself but it's another thing to like record it on the pad it's one of the most like ultimate forms of self-reflection hey for sure for sure yeah i would say expression as well would definitely be number one for me um connection too like I, i at the start i remember you said something about what keeps us going and then yeah. there's definitely been times in my older age where i'd consider throwing the towel in and, and taking a step back but um yeah. i guess one of the things that keeps me going is i do enjoy i really enjoy the creative process of it like not just look, making music for an end result but i'd enjoy the parts where you like can't figure a line out mm. or you can't make it flow and then the your brain solving. and then things just slip into place and you're in your room yeah. going yeah that's yeah. a sick a line crazy genius yeah, yeah. Right. Like, still got it baby you, th- <laughs> you, th- you think of a line and you're like yes that's sick and you quickly google it google it make sure no one else has said it like rap yes. lyrics and dot com it's kind of important sick. yeah i get important. paranoid about that these days yeah. man um there's only so many words under the sun right Totally. But yeah, it's expression true. for me, that connect, you know, feeling a connection to people. And when they reach out and they send you messages, like your music has saved my life, like you would have had that before yeah. as well. Like that's a big one. If you're an emotive kind of rapper that, you know, has very emotional tracks, I feel like you're, you're inclined to get a lot of them messages. And a right. lot of the time they're, they're things that fuel me, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't feel like it's a selfish thing anymore. Like as much as I want to make additional money for my family and stuff, it's also like a a here to serve thing. Like I'm not a really religious person, but I'm quite spiritual. And I feel like if you can serve in some kind of way while you're here to community or, you know yeah. what I mean? Outside of yourself, then you should be of service to people. It's a good feeling. It is. A, it's a, yeah. And, and yeah, it gives you a good feeling, man. Being yeah. on stage is a rush. Um, recording, even the writing process. Yeah, I love it all. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea of the, the service idea in terms of trying to figure out the meaning or the why behind it, you know, uh, because, you know, it's one thing to do it for reflection. I mean, you know, there's no like obviously right or wrong way. There's so many different approaches to the thing. But yeah, one one approach is to really try and figure out yourself and kind of, you know, figure out what's happening in your mental. And another approach is like trying to share whatever you have by giving to others. And I guess like they're both kind of almost doing the same thing. But um, it's a good way to have a reason to get up in the morning is to try and serve people something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah, just something outside of yourself. Do you know what I mean? And yes. Otherwise, I just yes. feel like we kind of naturally gravitate towards more selfish ideas or, you know, things like that. Well, spiritual, you do get it. Yeah. That's so yeah. true, yeah. And I, I, I honestly believe that talent is a God-given thing. And mm. sometimes I'm, if I'm in my element, like I'm on stage and I can feel like I'm killing it or like I have them moments, like I said to you before, I honestly like believe within myself that like yeah, my thing wasn't a matter of, you were born with no, ta- you know what? What do they say? Hard work beats t- talent right. every day, or something like that. Like I just feel right. like, for me, it's something inside me sometimes says there's just certain aspects of this shit that you were just given and you're naturally good at, and then yeah. the hard work as well with it. So the um, hard work is like how much you lean into it, right? Hundred yeah, percent. You yeah. can't just have the talent. No, you think. can't. It, yeah. Like I said before, it has to be coupled with 
like a, a hustle or a drive. There's so many people well, out there yeah. where their talents go to waste. We know so many yeah. of them. Yeah. Rest in peace. Hey. John, John Kavanaugh is like a, a massive example of it. Right. Um, yes. But yeah, I've, known so, I've come across so many talented people, but they just don't have... Some people just don't want to be famous and don't want... You know what I mean? They're low-key yes. people. They're introverts. So yeah, some people, like the yeah. talent's put in the wrong body. You know what I mean? They're trans talent or something like that. No, I totally get that. <laughs> or um, talent mis- mis- misassigned. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, uh, Omak, um, was there yeah. a moment for you where you were kind of thinking about throwing in the towel or giving up? And like, if so, how many times? And if so, no, how did you get through it? It's funny because I, n- I never had until about, uh, I'm going to say about a year and a half ago. Wow, that's fresh. Um, it was our first tour back after COVID. Or like after, you know, like mm-hmm. when the borders opening. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, one of my friends passed away while I was, it was a few days into the tour. It was obviously there's no good time for it, but it was like been waiting for ages to get back on the road. A few days in that happened. Yeah, I just wanted to get home, and then um, like a terrible FOMO and shit. And I just remember getting back and just thinking like um, I don't know. There was lots of stuff going on in my mind, and then um, I remember just thinking like oh, I need to maybe start thinking of a plan B. Never mm. really had because I didn't. I thought if I thought like that, I'm already failing, you know. And then, um, arguably, but who knows, you know. And then I ended up getting um, offered a role similar to Bitter, uh, doing like mentoring and working uh, primarily doing music uh, in the studio with uh, like young indigenous kids back home. Yeah, perfect. Shout out to my boy Zero MC, he hooked that up for me. And um, it was actually yeah. just a crazy time because I'd always thought about it. I talked about it with my old girl and I never, never committed, never, you know, wanted to just put the music aside and then it come back from my mate passing and right that that came to me it was like um i think all the timing was right you know mm. but then at that exact same time as i'm like okay this is what i'm going to do now the music will just be my my hobby yeah and uh i'm going to put all my focus into this youth work i like it like we're saying you know it feels good to give back you know yep. what it's like to not have the help yeah and um but then you know it was within a week or two i get a call from shell complete saying oh looks like we're going to do our first like international tour doing uk europe hell like, yeah a dozen shows i was like what the fuck wow yeah Couldn't we have done this five years ago you know like yeah like, obviously i'm not yeah. complaining it was just crazy i was like man i'm about to i'm thinking like okay it's i'm about to chill out now and then right. um last year ended up being the craziest year for me ever i did like 40 shows Shit. headlined the majority of them yeah most of them were outside of my home state halfway out of my home country yeah, which is crazy yeah. and then it was uh, so obviously now like um, I am going to juggle both music will always be my main thing yep. but there's no reason why I can't do both but um, yeah that was yeah that was the one time I thought about it and it was like the universe said nah man keep doing you you know I feel yeah I feel like that's a great <coughs> motivator and reason why as well like sometimes things just fall into place or it's like the universe's way of saying yep. to you Every time you're thinking about it, something will happen where you go, okay, obviously that wasn't the right, I wasn't on the right track there or the right, you know, train of thought. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree with Omak. I've had Omak's, I, I've had moments like that as well where it's like, no, no, no. What about, you know what I mean? What about this? It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The external forces, you know, the universe fucking tips its hat to people who are out there trying to do a thing, you know, with some purpose, like trying to create some kind of path. I also feel like comparison is the thief of joy. And then when, Huge. if you, in this in this industry, if you start comparing yourself to other people and kind of adopting that victim mentality, which I, I do have 
um, I do habitually sometimes in the past. Anyway, I'm being more conscious of it at the moment. But yeah, where yeah. you're like, man, I should be bigger. I feel like I'm better than him. Why is he doing them numbers? Or why does he have that many followers? Totally. I'll wrap circles around him. You know what I mean? So, but you just got to make sure you just keep focusing on you, stay in your lane. Like whatever he's doing, there's certain things that he is doing that I don't want to do. You know, and that might yeah. be why. And there's certain things about my brand that I don't want to sacrifice. And maybe that's why he's where he is. But who knows? All right. I need to know. All I know is I. I need to keep my head down and focus on what yeah, I'm doing. You're worrying about other people. Hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Harrison's thief of joy. It's such a it's such an epic, fucking powerful uh, quote or statement or, or sentiment. You know, I think um, it's across the board. It's not even music. It's it's everything. 100%. It's like within your friendship group. It's within your family. Like yep. it's just fucking everywhere. And I've got a habit of comparing. My partner just sent me something earlier, and it was like, if you needed to put things into perspective, like. Um, only 20% of Australians earn more than 100000 a year. Yep, like, yep. I've finally got a nine-to-five when I'm earning more than 100000 a year. Yeah. And then, like, a few of these other things that, like, you know, a majority of Australians, what position they're in. And obviously, every single one of them points, I was in a better position. Because my partner knows I'm always, like, down on myself. I've got to do better. I've got to make more money next year. I've got to... And I put stress on myself. But it's like... Right. But she sends me that. And what I see is, like... Yeah, but you 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 want me to compare myself against losers. I don't compare myself against losers. Sure. I compare myself against winners. But what that what that does is yeah, makes man. me feel inferior. So I've got to be careful. It starts making me go, man. Yeah, I look at my Paisley little 12, 12 and a half thousand followers, and then I look at Shelly complete or something like that, and I'm like, this is bullshit. But then, like I said, that's fuck it. That's his story. That's his, what's going on for him in his world. This is your world. Work with what you got, and just. And don't use it as don't. I never become jealous of my friends, but I need to. Right. You do have that natural when your best friends are like, you know, we're closest with draft and can play. They're right. Very esteemed and probably the two best rappers in the country, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. It's very hard to you know you're working on your music. You think you got some bangers and this album's going to yeah. be amazing. And you you're on catch, their level. And yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. This is my best shit so far. Go catch up with one of them. They show you their new shit. You come home like man, fuck this shit. I got to start again. <laughs> True. Yeah, because it's it's not always a gauge of what is good or not. You know. So yeah. yeah. Like. It, it, it's true it's not good to compare i was definitely guilty of that i try not to anymore unless it's comparing with my own stuff yeah and own like views or numbers or whatever yeah but um also you got to kind of see what other people are doing to try and like and yeah. is what is what i'm doing right like i said it's not whether it's good or not it's just one of my is, is what i'm doing right what do i need to do different kind of you know like and then it's not the be all end all but it is part of that right like you got to know the scene but you can't get mad at the scene for being the scene no nah, like yeah. someone said something to me once and it's a, a saying or a, a one line that really sticks to me and it's like be in this world not of it so basically Ooh. like don't be just be here as an observer let things happen around you without mm. any involvement you don't have to get involved in you know moving pieces that are happening around you you can just be there and observe yes and not 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 have that stuff affect you too much just see it for what it is and let it be and then go cool and you like like omak said it's smart to monitor the landscape and see what's doing well what's not what are people saying about certain stuff like i used right. to have a certain level of pride where i'd be like i don't want, i hate all that shit i don't want to have to get into like analytics and yeah. insights on how posts are doing and promoting posts and talking to the camera it's not what you signed up that. for it's not what i signed up for that's yeah. not what the game was like back yeah. in the day we used yeah. to have to print posters and go to shopping centers and shit Gorilla there marketing. was no boosting a post on facebook you know yeah. and yeah. i liked that hustle it felt like i was hustling now it's like yeah. you've got to work out algorithms and this and i hate that shit but yeah. guess what that's 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 the situation we're in and it's like do you want to do this shit or not yes then shut the fuck up stop feeling sorry yourself learn it adapt and keep pushing so 
that's my focus. At 20, like I said, twenty in the past, I'm like, I'm not boosting posts, but this year, I'm like, fuck it, I'm boosting everything. I'm like, I'm gonna put my all into it for a year, and if yeah. I don't go to that next level, then whatever, I just do it as fun and as a hobby. But I just need to go real hard for a year. Yeah, yeah. you know, you know, you'll test a bunch of shit. Some of it will work, some won't. Whatever, you know, at least you, at least you did, at least you played around with it. Like Omate was saying, it's unpredictable, man. I've had songs in the past where I'm like, this is going to be it. This is going right. to take me to the next level, and it doesn't. And then there's promo. Terminal was a promo track that me and yeah, Complete were just right. dropping before we had a mixtape coming out of some shit. You literally can never and pick it, it out. And it just flew off. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? We were tripping out. It was like nearly went viral when it dropped. So, um, yeah, you, you, Omate's right. You just focus on what you just focus on the expression and the creativity. And if it's meant to be, the rest will fall into place if you deserve it. It'll be a track that you had no belief in and it does fucking... Yeah. <laughs> I think that's why, though, because you haven't put this pressure in your head. Like, especially writing it. I find when we're just mucking around writing, I write some of my best stuff. The moment I sit down, I'm like, this is for an album or I know what yeah. the collab is. And it's like I've written some collabs with some of my idols and like I drove myself insane. I'm, this has got to be perfect. Right, you know? right. That's the mentality. I kind of like that mentality, but I feel like there's a balance and I feel like sometimes I go way too hard with it and it takes away from my self-esteem and my self-worth. Like I said, I compare myself to, you know, people that are doing a lot better than me or, yeah, like I, I've always really looked up to non-drinkers and people that don't drink alcohol. So yeah. I've always wanted to be a non-drinker. So when I do fold, I beat myself. Anything, any area that I have a higher potential than what I'm achieving, I beat myself up really bad. So. Yeah. I mean, it's good. I mean, you guys are fucking kicking it with the best. And I think that, um, you know, it's good to have benchmarks around. Um, and, and I guess like the bigger the benchmarks, you know, the the harder it can be for yourself. But as long as you kind of take stock of things. And I think, you know, your partner, your wife, you know, with this kind of simple, almost like a grounding exercise of like, okay, let's, let's like catalog what we've got. Yeah. You know, compared to if you really want to, if you do want to do a bit of stacking against the world and shit. Gratitude, How man. does it look like? Gratitude, yeah, gratitude. Gratitude's everything. Yeah. yeah. Is there anything and else that you guys, because I think we're getting a bit close, you know, we've got about shit, yeah, look, close to a minute. Um, so maybe just to wrap it up, let's go through a couple of things that you both do daily or weekly to kind of keep you on the path, doing the thing, keeping you grounded, keeping you cool, calm and collected. Um, well, it's funny you say that. We've actually got a little group chat called What The Fit. There it is. Of us, nice. um, I think we're all, all MCs from Perth. And uh, it's only been uh, the last few months. It was actually building up to the end of the year. We said, yo, let's all chuck in our health goals. And Nice. Um, it's a bit different to the previous group chats we've had, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's still, we've still it had tur- to... It turns like that sometimes. <laughs> still had to pull up everyone, like, use the other chat for that, you know? Some but, um It's good, man. Like, uh, you know, like, we'll see someone... Uh, you know, having a bit too much fun, and it's like, what happened to you, goals? You yeah, know, um, yeah. But uh, just things like for me, I've been going to the gym, pro- like pretty much on average five days a week. Yeah. Uh, crazy for more like mental, you know, like um, I struggle still with my diet and shit. Mm-hmm. I'll eat what's convenient. You know, I'm always on the go, kind of thing. Sure. But still, me being there is better than me not being there, and I just leave in such a better place, especially the days where I feel a bit fucking like, you know, Kurt Cobain. And I come out feeling like Courtney Love, like yeah, yeah, a little I know bit what better. that means. But we'll just go with that. Uh, not a bad analogy. But um, we'll dissect it later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cheering. Hey. Um, for me and water. Uh, yes. A big thing for me as of lately is the whole family thing. I think as a as a motivator and inspirer for me because yeah, yeah. Like I said, I've had moments of doubt or where I kind of wanted to throw the towel in, but um. A, a large, uh, yeah, a massive thing for me at the moment. And my stepdaughter, she's eight, and 
she thinks it's really cool. Like she, um, you know, even her dad likes my music and we're not like, yeah. So that's kind of weird, but very cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just certain stuff. Like if someone in the shopping center stops me and asks for a photo, like it trips her out and she, and like even her cousins are like, you know, your stepdad's like, and they, I hate this word, but famous. Not a big I know deal. Not, but to kids you are. Yeah. yeah. Does everyone at your school know and stuff? And she like goes right in the face, but like you can tell she thinks it's re- I'm really cool in her eyes because of this stuff. So cool. I like that. And I like that she, when we caught her songwriting, I know it's because of my influence and mm. because I'd just been writing in my room and then I went in her room and catch her. So I want my kids to grow up in a, in an environment where creativity is, is paramount and, yep. and, and important. So there's that, but then yeah, just the, I, I've been loving the gym as well and exercise. Like I'm definitely liking taking care of my body and myself a lot more these days and, yeah. it's, and it makes, keeps my mind fresh as well which makes me want to write and write better I feel like when I'm <clears throat> drinking a lot or partaking in other grey area activities maybe yeah. my mind's not as fresh and I'm hey we all know it's true yeah 100% yeah, man yeah. I feel sharp as a tack lately not drinking yeah. so um, it's just this thing that's got to go next I fucking hate this thing I know but I guess it's you know it's a, it's a step in a better direction yeah 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. cool yeah. um this has been really great. I do feel like we've uh, gotten to s- gotten to the roots of things. Yeah, um, it's been good. I really appreciate you guys coming out and sharing. Uh, Melbourne's always fucking happy to have you guys, um, even though Perth might end up being a little bit more shredded to uh, to Melbourne. Maybe Melbourne's too soft at the moment. I, I guess we better fucking step it up. Well, and like the, <laughs> I thought the tickets would do better to be honest with you. it's funny mm. like when you whenever you post we're going here to do a gig or when are you coming to melbourne hurry up come to right. melbourne melbourne we're here and there's like just over 50 tickets sold so it's like melbourne if you want us back like this right. is the thing with gigs you gotta if you want people back you gotta come to the gigs so. that hard of melbourne what are we doing yeah it this should is the, be 100 this is the music mecca right or is that sydney what would you say no it's definitely melbourne. let's call it now you there'll, be, there'll be at least two yeah. people uh tomorrow I didn't know about it. No, when's the Melbourne show? Yeah, yeah. they will, they will. It's been, like, it's been ages since you guys have been out here. Yeah. When are you coming to Melbourne? Oh, man. Cool, we're, um, we're from Perth. We always get to come to Perth. Yeah, when are you coming to Perth? And That's are you, fucking are you, are so you, funny. I used to correct him and now I just write, we're trying, we'll make it happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh, we, we might get it to Perth. Um, are there any like parting words? Or, like, you know, maybe for either people who are interested in, in rapping what you do or, or just in general, just any parting words to the people the beings of the multiverse. Let him hear it. Yes, Practice yeah, safe go. sex, people. Yes. Practice safe sex. Do you know what's going on out in these streets, man? Zoom. I've been around in Melbourne. I've been to Tassie. Shit's fucked. So just <laughs> think smart. Strap up. Slip, slop, slap. Don't worry about that. Powerful. <laughs> that's uh, for, that's uh, for yeah, not much for me, man. Do yep. you. Live your life. Don't live your life for other people and be kind to people. And don't judge. Be happy. Love you it. don't know what people are going through. You guys are right. I'd like one day we should probably talk for four hours and really see where we get. But uh, this is dope. Uh, Thank you so much. Um, Big ups to everybody who's listening today. Uh, Check us out on on Spotify. There's a a Grounded Tunes playlist, which will add tracks, one or two tracks from you guys on there. Cool. Uh, Yeah, take it easy. Stay grounded. And, you know, I'm Dilly Dave. I'm the Milky Bar Kid. And uh, get fucked Nestle. (laughs) 